(laughs) (laughs) You know what's crazy, though? I can't do boxes, like, up until a certain point. It's like, oh, my God, it's too, it's too, oh, it's too, oh, wait, there's no structure. (laughs) Right. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I just need, like, a... As a, as a Virgo, I'm like structure to a point and then I'm like, okay, this is too much. Like, let's just everybody chill out for a minute. But then when y'all chill out, it's the opposite of everything that was needed just before. My daughter's a Virgo, my mother's a Virgo, and my sister's a Virgo. <laughs> they, especially my daughter, she needs the structure so bad. Like she's homeschooled, so we have to tell her she needs to know at night what we're doing the next day, what's for breakfast, all of these things. But then in the spaces where she doesn't require structure, it's like, how's your brain okay with that? (laughs) But it's also okay with that. Yeah. Y'all are weird. Um, And I stand by that, actually. (laughs) You know what? I I 100% will support you in that that idea. It's true. Are you an August Virgo or a September Virgo? August. Hmm, y'all are a lot more grounded than September Virgo. I'm I'm right on the on the Leo cusp. Like I'm a Virgo by one day, but my mom went into labor in Leo season, so there's there's some carryover there. The the cusp babies are weird. My husband's a cusp baby. He's a um yeah. Capricorn, so he's on the Sag Cap cusp. And that should be collectively kicking our ass on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Cusp babies, we are 90% chaotic energy at all times. I'm even going to go 95, but, you know, who's counting? Um, hey. Strippers, in case you were wondering <laughs> who this was, I know you guys are like, oh, my God, is L on NPR? And I want to stop you right there. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we're still right here where I left you. We have the man himself. I, I was thinking about this this morning. I think I want to go on record saying you were the first person to have me on their podcast. Really? I think I think that is you. Um, the one, the only, Greg Howard Jr. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the fake host, in, at least in my reign, <laughs> of wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the dream job. But it would it would be it would be wait wait don't tell me after dark uh, because I use the f word like a comma so you know and and everybody I'd want to have on the show we're we're not you know daytime TV people we are you know this is the HBO comedy special of wait one hundred percent. <laughs> Every week when I upload the podcast, I have to hit explicit content, and I'm like, "That's just explicit is a reach. That's crazy." Right. But like, also yes, because stop cussing. Mm, when I can't do that, I I've been a potty mouth since I was 14. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One time. We were at my aunt's house. So growing up, my mom and her sister lived like a block over from each other. So the only thing, the only reason we couldn't see backyard to backyard was because there was like an apartment complex. So like the way it was shaped or whatever, it it obstructed the view, but literally a block over. Um, And so everybody was at my aunt's house, was all the cousins, everybody's there were playing. Somebody gets on my nerves and naturally I called that person a heifer because like heifer, you getting on my nerves. Um, so they all run us like, Alice Cousin, Alice Cousin, So we, we get her. Now, the real answer is I got the word from my great aunt. Because <laughs> on the weekends, I was with my grandma because my mom was um, working in retail at the time. I was with my grandmother. So I was with the old people. You know, they have a hussy, all of that. Right. But I was like, dang, I can't snitch on my great aunt. So in my brain, I'm going to tell my mom I got it from TV. I thought that was smart. I thought it was good. My mom goes, oh, you got it from TV? <laughs> well, let's just 86 that from your life. And I missed the BET Awards that year. Damn. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't feel like half is that bad. Like, you know, my, my first was, um, I think I was like 12 or 13. And it's, 
we were at some family function and it was, it was taking a long time. And then somebody showed up that I didn't want to see. And <laughs> with it, without thinking, I just went, Oh, fuck me running. And <laughs> within, within seconds, anyone who was over the age of 35 had like a switch in their hands. And it was like, okay, well, so this is all right. Yeah. That's crazy. I like as an adult, which is that's also crazy that I'm the adult now. I don't know who let that happen, <laughs> but I can't be mad at kids for well placed. Like if if you if you pull it, you pull it. You know what I mean? Like I hate yeah. when you're just trying to get one in. My daughter, I okay inside. I cuss too much. Ever even look at that girl and be like, don't cuss. And I'm I'm very real about that. So from a very young age, we've had a conversation about in the house words and out of the house <laughs> words. Because to tell you not to repeat after me is, that's wild. Um, And the Virgo and her, she's prim and proper. Ugh, you gotta like really get on her nerves for her to want to cuss. Um, something happened in our neighborhood. The fire department was outside. And I come in the room and she's like, mommy, did you see the fire trucks outside? It's two of them. I'm like, yeah. She said, I looked out the window. I said, damn, I ain't know it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Dallas, please. She was like, it, sh- it shocked me. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. took me running. I feel like you should go give them a pow pow now. Every single one of them. They deserve it. They deserve it right. for not honoring your comedic timing. That's right. Great content loss upon them. Well, we start every episode with a cheers. I see you were drinking your coffee. I am drinking mine. Just an acknowledgement. This world is big. The podcasting space is big. You could be anywhere. And you're here chit-chatting with me, with the strippers. And yeah. I appreciate it. So, cheers. Well, hey, cheers. When when the queen of all media asks you to come on her show, <laughs> you you do not say no. You clear your, you clear your day and and you be there. So here I am. I, I still can't wrap my brain around it, honestly. I think <laughs> in the most Piscean way ever, this is how much I can't wrap my brain around it. I was this close to deleting my whole TikTok page yesterday. Hey, I've been there. You know I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've talked you down from a We're like, wait, no, don't. Wait, hold on, hold on. I respect your choices, but just think about it. It was, it's... It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And it sounds so like, oh my God, my diamond shoes are too tight. Right. But it, it, it's heavy. And then people respect your content up until a point, right? Up until it's time to give you your credit or up until it's time to pay you or up until any of that. So how do you like balance the real world with all of the content that you create? It's for me, um, it's, it's, it's almost a, it's like a humble God complex almost. Um, it's Mm. the, and, and this is new, new, new thinking for me. Um, I haven't, I haven't done the shadow work journal or whatever bullshit TikTok (laughs) shop is pushing on us this week. I Um, want it to stop. I, I need it to stop. Um. I've, I've started commenting, nobody cares, on, on every one of those videos. <laughs> just nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> I started doing the TikTok surveys just so that I could write in, please make it stop. Like, like, right. like fuck off with the TikTok shop. Yeah. Um, now that but, you guys know that we love TikTok shop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I go into everything with, with the mindset of, you know, I control all this shit. Like this is this is mine, and if 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 I don't if I even feel like the tone of a comment doesn't feel right to me, delete it and you're blocked. Immediately. Yes. Without hesitation. I, we have to give that a moment of silence. Cause same, like same. I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I didn't like the tone of somebody. I cannot even remember what this person said to me. But now, like, interacting with this person, I know that it wasn't too, too wild. Just in the moment that I read it, I was like, see, this is what we're not going to do. And I deleted the <laughs> comment, and I blocked them. And then I ended up in a live with someone else. And they were like, can you ask Elle why she blocked me? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, girl, I don't know. It's probably your tone. I can't pinpoint right. it. Because <laughs> don't talk to me like that. Like, I, I am an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Like, y'all will yes. get the art. A, you're going to get the art that I want to give you, period. But I, I enjoy the feedback. I understand that it's a community. You need to want the art that I'm providing you, right? And I will take that and create it and give it back to you. But like, could you ask nicely? Right. See, that's that's the thing. I, I think that, and, and I forget who the creator on TikTok was, um, but she, she had this video where she was responding to a comment where somebody was like, well, why don't you do X, Y, Z? And she said flat out, you're going to sit here and you're going to enjoy this free content on this free app. Straight and up. You're going to like whatever I put out. Next caller. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I used to get it. I don't get it as much anymore, but before the 10 minute feature came out, when, when I was housewives and chit chat and I was only like doing the Bravo niche stuff, um, for my reviews, it was, I talked too fast and they wanted more. And I am like, listen, Bravo ain't paying me for nothing. At that point, they wasn't even inviting me to nothing. <laughs> You're going to get these 120 seconds and I'm talking fast because I'm trying to give you as much information as possible. You can get two one minute videos about two talking points. Like we can make that happen. So you're going to take this rapid fire information and you're going to enjoy it. But also like if if they think that you're talking too fast, watch the fucking video again. Watch it until you catch every word. Because I also talk too fast for them fucking <laughs> for them <laughs> captions on the reviews. No, if I'm doing like the one just sitting here at my desk with my coffee, cool, can do the captions. But a review, captions, eat glass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we were talking before I hit record, but we were talking about all of the things that you do, revamping headlines, the book that's coming out, the magazine. And so before we get into what currently is, I want to go back to the beginning how how did how did we get here? How long have we been doing it? What's the story? Um it's it's I was, you know, as as with as with most uh creators, it's I I wasn't hugged enough as a child. Um and <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely not true. My parents are fantastic people. Um <laughs> this isn't gonna turn into like a trauma dumping episode. Um but <laughs> <laughs> that one sent me you ate with that one go ahead um i was you know in in high school i was i was a musical theater gay um it, just absolutely the worst kind of person i know um but <laughs> y'all were mad egregious but it's cool yeah uh you know and and i've 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 always been a, a performer which which is weird um because i have very severe stage fright um mm. yeah like even doing doing something like this where like i'm in, i'm in my room just talking to to a friend um mm -hmm. will send me into a full-blown panic um I am I'm I'm medicated now, so that's that's there's there's beta blockers and first of all, and it, shout out to thing. the medication. Like yeah, she's yeah, a medicine absolutely. girl. She took hers last night. <laughs> them panic attacks. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So then it was. I was I I was living in Atlanta. I was I was a drag queen for eight years um and then after i require retired from drag uh because my my knees and my ankles weren't up to it anymore um you know I, eight years is wild yeah yeah i uh, i put out i put out my first book because i needed needed a creative outlet and then you know one book led to two two books led to three 
Um, I've I've done stand up. I I got into podcasting, which was. But how do you how do you fall into how do you say mm, my knees and my hips and stuff can't take it anymore? Ha! I'll write a book. Like it. Actually, it, it started the the same way as as with with most of what I what I have done in my life is that you know somebody I knew was doing it, and I said, I bet I could do that. And then somebody else said, Well, nut up or shut up. And so I wrote a book, and then you know same thing with podcasting. I was like, I bet I could do that. Well fucking do it then and then tiktok i was like i could be popular on tiktok i bet and somebody went well let's go and I here we love are that. <laughs> just here doing the things. i doing didn't know that things. you did stand before though mm-hmm. stand up is like my my secret passion like i'm a comedy girl i i can i'll watch stand-ups for fun and like i can just quote different comics i um I respect the art that goes into it, so I would never pick up a mic and go on stage. <laughs> I, that's, I think that's the end of my talent rope. But um, I, oh, I love it so much. So how do we... It is the most terrifying thing that I have ever done in my entire life. And, you know, I, I've gone, like, skydiving and bungee jumping and, you know. Yeah, because that comedy stage is immediate. Like, if you suck, yeah. you will know. Like yes. very fast. Yeah. Okay, so when's like when's the next show? Like when when are we getting comedy content? You and Zell um, can hook up. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm 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 working on it. There's there's there there are there are some things uh, in in the works. I'm um, inside scoop for you. I am I am working on a one man show based based on my first book. Uh, so that'll be a that'll very, be a thing soon. very Zach Galifianakis. Oh, I can never say his name, but I love him. <laughs> I think that was right. I, th- I think you were love dead on with that. Yeah. In between two ferns is this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quality shit. As is this podcast. So there we have it. I'm basically Zach. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one to ten how would you rate your mental health right now and do you feel like there is a correlation between whatever that number is and your social media intake um right right at this this very minute in this minute um well i should i should preface with um i as i have mentioned before i have terrible stage fright that um I take medication for. I also have uh, ADHD, depression, and anxiety. Um, so, so for me, there there is never a point where it's where it's a ten, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because there's 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 always something. Uh, my my brain is always buzzing. Um, right now, it is you know seven eight. I you know. I'm having a good time. I'm I'm laughing. I'm um I took a nap and a shower before this, so my social media intake is, is kind of low for the day. Um so I'm so I'm still in a in a good place. I haven't um you know delved into what is actually happening in the world today. So so I'm 7 8 right now. Yeah. I like I like a 7 8. Thank you yeah. for sharing that though like that you acknowledge because of what you have going on that it won't be a 10 and that you've made peace with that because I feel like a lot of people think they're the only ones with their mental health in the shitter or that like they're the only ones whose needle won't go but a certain number you know what I mean and it's like there is victory in being here, being present, yes. crying, you know what I mean? And showing up. And I feel like in a lot of times in spaces that doesn't get acknowledged. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite sayings around the house is that's what I got. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I take it as like using the one to 10 scale any day that, you know, my mental health doesn't drop below like a three that's a good day. 
<laughs> any any day that I I wake up in the morning and you know don't make the choice to let the curtain fall that day that's a win and i'm going to take that win to get me through a day that may yes. may feel particularly hard yes 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 i did not become aware of my anxieties or any of that until it was postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, the only anxiety that I was familiar with is I have very, very bad car anxiety. So I'm either, there's only a few people that I will like ride with or I'll meet you there. And even with the few people that I will ride with, it's it's rough for me. Like, and my trigger is closing my eyes. So I like if I close my eyes, any little bump, is a car crash and it's over for all of us and if if I focus on it if the music isn't loud enough if we're not talking it can literally be crippling which is the worst thing because like you're in a car like how else are you going to get to the place that you consider safe so it's right. like I start to spiral in that moment it's it's horrible it's absolutely horrible and that was the only anxiety that I was aware of and then I went through postpartum and all of that and I was diagnosed with high functioning anxiety and she was like, the doctor was like it's actually high functioning anxiety I'm like actually no shit give me the meds <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely yes the fuck do you think I'm pouring my heart out for uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello um but I I love it I was I think I told the story on the podcast before, but I was at a um, family cookout and it's, you know, everybody ends up getting in their spaces and we're in the house, in the dining room, around the table. And it's like all of the ladies who are at the house, like the men are outside, the kids are in the living room, all of the ladies are there. And my cousin aunt comes and sits down, we're kiki and everybody's drinking their little Mike's Hard lemonade or whatever and <laughs> just chit-chatting. And she comes and she sits down, she so ladies what medication is everybody on because that's normal so let's you know let's speak it let's normalize it who's on what I love <laughs> like that like the whole table was, and she was like no like I'm serious I'm on and then she started she's like I take it for da, 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 da. and it was like this moment that I feel like everybody at the table needed but didn't know that they needed I don't think anybody there was like taking their depression medicine or their anxiety medicine in secret but to be at a social gathering when it wasn't heavy and just have somebody be like, so what y'all on? <laughs> Cause I'm on this. was yeah. like, ah, community. Like we need to, we, you know, we need to, we need to normalize that and normalize, you know, having conversations and, and, you know, I, it's, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, you know, I, one of, one of, one of my favorite, things to say about myself is that um and it was actually my my quote in in the high school yearbook is that you know i i always strive to be the most medicated person in the room and since <laughs> i was i was diagnosed and all that you know now it's true um and you know if if i make the jokes about this it this is your quote in high school oh absolutely where did you go, where did you go to high where, or where are you from rather um, I am, I went to high school in Alabama, um, but I, I claim Atlanta as my hometown because that's, that's where, that's where I feel like I, I flourished as, as a human. That's where I, no, I, I found who I was. I understand. When you said fuck me running was your first one. I was, I have a, a really good friend who is um, from Alabama. Um, literally, I was going to tell you where she was from. Fort Payne, Fort Payne, Alabama. Yeah. Alabama and she said some things that I'd be like girl <laughs> when, you said, when you said fuck me running I was like what part of the south <laughs> exactly shout out to Alabama we love you guys um, yeah so I was gonna ask you was this always the plan but now because you have told us about your stage fright we know that that's not the case. So now the question is, if if it weren't for your stage fright, 
what would you be doing or what do you think you would be doing right now? Um, if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for that, um, I probably would have started an OnlyFans by now and been like a millionaire. Uh, but, <laughs> Get the fuck. <laughs> but in, in, in reality, I'm just being completely honest, right. Um, let's, let's ground it in reality in, in actual, in actual dreams. Uh, when, when I was a kid, that is a great dream to have and don't let anybody tell you differently. Right, because right. they're Se- paying their fucking bills and a living life. Yes. Okay, sex work is 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 real work. That's they Hello? do not they do not call it a blow job for nothing. I wish I could see my face there because hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I when I was a kid, I wanted more than anything in the world to be a to play a villain on a soap opera in particular i wanted to play a villain on general hospital that was like when i was a kid that was my dream you ever seen ugly buddy yeah you're the nephew (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly um and and I feel like if it if it if it weren't for for the stage fright, uh, you know, I would have I would have gone out to California and given it the old college try. And you know, now that not a lot of soaps are on the air anymore, I would you know host a talk show. General or Hospital is still there. I was funny looking old and see. I was like, okay, funny. Eileen, if you're listening to this, um, just like you got Erica Jane. A spot on the silver opera for her birthday. You can do the same for Greg. Um, yes, please. <laughs> I'll play a henchman. You, we will do what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We get our foot in the door. You mentioned earlier that you took a shower in a nap, and I love that because I I love a nap. I love not following American rules, honestly. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I like, I like having peace and like not working, you know, until I'm mad. But what is your creative process? What like, how do you, because again, you've got the talk, or the talk show, but you've got the podcast, you've got the book, you've got the magazine, you've got everything that you keep up in the air. And for the most part, I know you have help, but like for the most part, it's all you. So how do you, what's the process? How do you get her done? Um, it's, it starts with um it's you know usually there's there's an abstract idea um you know like like the the with the magazine it was i felt like the the mixtape the podcasts and stuff like it was it was like the next step for that um and so that was that was kind of an abstract idea, and it, it floated around for a little while, and it it went through many incarnations. It was uh, in its in its first incarnation, it was um, it was actually a music festival, uh, mm. but that is such a grand scale um, mm-hmm. that my my type A ass wouldn't have I I would have had a complete breakdown. Um, so. And you know, one day it, it it may get back there. Um, and then it was it was going to be like a YouTube thing, but in I I couldn't the logistics of it were a nightmare. Um, and yeah. then I was like, you know, let's let's do a magazine. And it was about the time that Rolling Stone had put Taylor Swift as like the number one songwriter, the number one vocalist of the past 50 years. And I was like, people are pissed. I'm about to give them something else. Um, yeah, because in a world where you can be anything, please always be so fucking for real. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's usually a vague idea of of something. And then I'll, I'll put it on the back burner and work on something else. And then that'll go on the back burner. So So I've always got, you know, at least six pots on the fire mm, at any okay. one time that's a fancy stove yeah yeah Elegant. yeah that's one of <laughs> one of those rich white people stoves with like the 19 burners and the skillet thing yes. in the middle um that hides in the, um, the, the cabinet filler. yes yes the 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 pot filler that like you can you can close the ca- you 
there was one on TikTok where like she pulled the stovetop out from under the countertop and I was like we can go no further than this. I saw that one and I also I felt like wow, like you shit it on me and my little Samsung that's like hooked up to the Wi-Fi and that can like, you know, dehydrate stuff. Like, who am I? Nobody now. But then also I was like, that's the quickest way to ensure that I'm going to order something because what I'm not going to (laughs) do. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Pick it up. Mm -mm. Right. Mm -mm. Like, 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 why do you need a Murphy bed stove? Like, what is... What the fuck is that? Actually, again, other than a very fast way for me to order food, because I will, yes. <laughs> any, yes. I can throw down in the kitchen, but any, I can find the the most smallest thing. I'm like, no, that's it. I've got to order. It's so stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, so I am, I am, I am at the point that if I'm cooking and even if like the garlic doesn't come out of the bottle the, the way that I want it to, I'm like, well, let me let me call DoorDash, and now I'm on fucking first name basis with six different DoorDash people. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. Hey, Bob, thank you. See exactly. You <laughs> how's how's the kids? How's the wife? Give everybody my love. Here's your Christmas card. Um, I told my husband I I was just like. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need a takeout budget and that's that's where I'm at with it because I'm not at a cooking point in my life. And again, I get down like somebody old auntie with the <laughs> thing under her arm. Like I does it in the kitchen. But I'm not in that era of my life. I'm just not there. Like everything right now in the kitchen seems so just ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to peel anything. I don't want to fry anything. I don't want to saute anything. I don't want to wait. I just, I, I barely even want to have a conversation about the food that I want my husband to order. Like I am so <laughs> detached <laughs> from food right now. And I, I blame the pandemic. I think when we were home and nothing was open, it was like, at least for me, it was like, all right, let's, let's eat all the stuff that we dreamt about eating, that we said we was going to go, like all the places that we favorited it. Favorite, fuck it. Um, yeah, <laughs> And we did it. You know, it, it was a lot of oxtail eating, a lot of jerk chicken egg rolls. And now I just feel like I'm not impressed by the food options anymore. Like That's fair. I'm not moved. And so I'm I just over it. I'm over the whole, I'm over the whole the whole process of it all and that's such a, a grand issue to have but <laughs> it is my issue today <laughs> hey my issue is that i need a DoorDash budget <laughs> that's fair speaking of the world and all that's going on we cannot have you here and not get into some petty headlines and i am so excited because on the petty headlines you just get to give it to us and sit sip your coffee accordingly and today we get to dig into it pardon me so i have to start with the biggest one because again we got another bombshell revelation from this i can't shut up data pinkett smith um (laughs) where do you stand (laughs) what are your thoughts leave us alone leave us alone leave us alone I just and you know I I feel like she she is getting a lot of undeserved flack. However, um, this is and this is not me calling calling her a liar or anything like that. But she 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 had this interview recently uh, where she said that she had visited Tupac and Rikers. And they were mm-hmm. having a conversation, and he asked her to marry her, marry him. And, you know, did that happen? Possibly. Nobody knows. There's nobody to corroborate that. Um, but my my question, what leads me to believe that that may not be 100% factual, is that, you know, in, in all the years, and I mean, in the past six months, she's said Tupac's name more than she said Will's. 
Um, yes. How how are we how are we just hearing this story? Like, ma'am, Jada, that's the story you open with, and then the rest of the stories make sense because like y'all are y'all are either best friends you're like gang banging together you're doing drugs together or like you're going to be a prison wife open with a prison wife story and then the rest of it is like oh well yeah they you know he wanted to marry her so obviously but now i'm like you but the prison wife story is weird because he was engaged to keisha and keisha actually moved to be closer to him at rikers and then there was a tiktoker i didn't know this part i knew of keisha but there was a TikToker who did a story and she said that Tupac was only at Rikers for three to four weeks. And then he was moved someplace else. So not only did this man already have a fiance who was coming to see him every day at Rikers, he was only there for three to four weeks. So in what window of time? Right. Did he say, oh, my God, this is too much. I need two fiancés. Would you be one of them? And in what world and why was she okay 23? Because she didn't say, she she said he would, wouldn't have wanted me. He, he would have divorced me. She didn't say, oh, well, I said no because of Keith. Right. Like, <clears throat> and then I said this on my social media, like, that man died, like, with a fiance, not just a fiance, a fiance that he was living with. Like, where is even the respect for her? Like, my right. God, shut up. <laughs> yeah, like even even you know, pay her dust, whatever. But out of respect for your supposedly your best friend's relationship with this woman, mm-hmm. keep that shit to yourself. And, you know, I, I just... She was like, the statue of limitations ran up on the vault. <laughs> I've got to spill it. <laughs> I just, I, we, we know too much about, about that family with, you know, the Red Table Talks. And then, you know, his book, her book, um, you know, Jaden's fucking Tyler, the creator. Willow's in a polyamorous relationship with like 97 people you know i know more about will and jada's marriage than i know about some relationships that i've been in same 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 and it's also at this point i feel like will and jada are the product of because i don't want to say old but i want to say um they're, they're the result of their PR team not getting with the times, right? right? Because all of this, everything that we have gotten from her, if we move it back five years, it would have set the internet ablaze. We would have been eating this. Oh, up. absolutely. If this came out when Red Table Talk started, but now where we are in a world of authenticity, we don't want to be sold anything. I feel like a lot of PR people literally don't understand what authenticity is, right? Authenticity would have been them going to the red table talk and saying that they were separated then. You know what I mean? And then just asking yeah. us to mind our business. Yeah, like when when that whole entanglement thing happened, if if that if the separation had been a part of that conversation, you know, it would have been like, okay, well, you know, that sure. That that explains it why would have stopped she's... us from caring. Right. <laughs> would have been like, oh, they're separated. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, you know, big up. But then you know, and it's it's a point that a point that you made is that you know at at the Oscars, will put his entire career on the on the line for a woman that he's separated from that's not even living with him that, you know, has spent the better part of the last three years talking about how she was in love with another man. Like, where they do that at? I don't know. Hopefully (laughs) not in Philly. I hope that's not how they be getting down to Philly. Um, The Eagles lost this week. Um, Anyway. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's 
get into a little bit of the politics, not too much. I was always raised that it's two things you don't talk about in public, and that's politics and religion. Um, but a little bit because it's a lot going on. I will open here. I My alarm clock goes off to NPR every morning. And um, Joe Biden started talking, and he was talking about his trip. And I thought to myself, I cannot believe that the Democratic Party did not give us a real viable candidate. Like, I, I, I cannot believe that they said, yep, Joe, Joe we're going to put all our eggs back in that bucket. I, not to be ageist, this is a rough job. We've seen it take its toll on everybody. Even Obama right. came in with one gray hair and left with 55. Um, it, it, it's <laughs> a lot. It is a lot. And I just don't. Jojo is tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> he wants a nap. Um, but now we're over here. We're, we're trying to uh, get the Speaker of the House situation together. Uh, he just lost his votes because. Yay. Um, with another government shutdown looming above our heads, what say you <laughs> <laughs> about the election season of it all? Um, I I definitely I I I get what you what what you're saying about uh President Biden. Um and you know, very very vocally he I he was he was not my candidate in the primaries he wasn't um but you know like you said he was he was the one they handed to us so we went okay we're 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 gonna rally um there there is a part of me that is kind of glad that you know in this current conflict that's happening um that we do kind of have an elder statesman who's who's been there done that who kind of knows what what the playing field looks like Absolutely. Um, <laughs> with the whole speaker of the house debacle um at, at this point the the only viable candidate is hakeem jeffries uh because he's the only one whose party is 100 percent consolidated behind him that being said i am enjoying <laughs> the fuck out of all of this um, oh, it is, it's my favorite reality show. Yes, yes, it is. You know, I I don't like to be involved in drama, but other people's drama, hundred percent for that. Hundred percent. I like for to that. watch it through the curtains. Yes. What y'all doing over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then then you got the um the uh, wannabe member of the city girl who uh, <laughs> his crimes just caught up <laughs> with him, and I just. <laughs> I, I would, like, love to know what Jimmy Carter thinks about all of this. Just politics in general. Like, it doesn't even matter whose side. Like, I just would love to hear what older politicians <laughs> even yeah. think about. Because I don't think that they ever saw it going this way. Which is also part of the issue, like, with me as a citizen, right? That you didn't see it going this way. Not social media proof. Like, we don't have to wait for encyclopedias to come out to get our information. You can't hide some of all of this from us. That is the problem. But I I would pay good money to see them people up on Mount Rushmore give their opinions about the oh, political climate. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like banging my card down on the table. Take my money. Take I'm coming. I want to be front row. Yes. Ugh. Chad, the people be out in the streets wilding it. What else is happening in in the news? Do you have any petty headlines that you saw that you want to share um, with us? So my 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 favorite right now is uh, Britney Spears' memoirs are coming out on the on the twenty fourth, and we are getting snippets, and the tea is hot. It is boiling. Piping. How did I even forget it? I damn. That woman says that she, this is what Brittany says in her memoir, that she had a baby by Justin. They, or they conceived a baby rather. They decided together to then have an abortion because of careers and all of that. And then cry me a river. Right. 
and I, I, I think this is, I love this for two reasons, um, because I love that Brittany is getting to tell her story finally. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I love it because for far too long, um, Justin Timberlake has been allowed to control the narrative surrounding mm-hmm. him and and the women in his lives. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was when the the Super Bowl incident with Janet happened. You know, he was given considerations that she was not. Absolutely. You know, he put out she Crimea was, he River. He even allowed spaces in spaces yeah, that she was not. That like, she was not. Um, you know, and then he put out Crimea River, and immediately everyone labeled Britney a cheater without ever saying, you know, hey, what, what really happened here? So, you know that there are always three sides to a story. We only have his. Uh, we would like yours. No, like, but that's the internet for you, right? Like, that's what we were talking yeah. about before we came on, is that people are hell-bent on hearing whatever they want to hear. Whatever exactly. the narrative they've already painted in their head, that's what they are going to hear. So even Justin Timberlake's song could have came out and, and been three minutes and 45 seconds of I'd never cheated on Britney, or Britney never cheated on me. I love her so much. We just didn't work out. I want to be with her. Please, baby. Oh, baby, please. And to some people, they'd have been like, Brittany, Brittany must have been too much. She too hard to do. Like, right. <laughs> well, and that's, there was that's never typical. going to be the right answer. I also think, though, this is the difference between allowing the content in that you create to speak for itself as opposed to speaking for the content, right? Jada, Brittany. Brittany ain't said a word to us. <laughs> Right. We just got snippets of the memoir. She ain't said shit. Before we could ever even get snippets of the memoir, we had snippets of the interview with, uh, what was she said? Gail. Hoda. Hoda? Yeah. Gail? One of them. Hey, Hoda or Gail? And one I, of them. I know that's crazy, too, because I just watched the clip where Hoda says she'd be getting mistaken for Gail all the time. So, I don't <laughs> think y'all look alike, Hoda. I just can't remember which one of y'all it was. And I know she's sitting somewhere like, bitch, they compete in networks. Right, and I'm so delusional. I think Hoda listening to my podcast. Um, <laughs> Hoda, if you are listening, um, you should come on Elle's podcast. You should, Hoda. Actually, if you're listening, hey, girl, because we've met before. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> I, I was on a segment of Hoda and Kathy Lee when Kathy Lee was still oh, there. Wow. I did one of the like um, the the. You know, the dressing segments. We're going to get ready for oh, the okay. segment, right? Such and such. And I was one of the models modeling the outfit. And both of them were complete sweethearts. Totally. I met them. I met the Property Brothers, Tony Bennett. And I was I missed, I missed Janelle Monet by, like, that much. Oh, no. I, if, if I was in the same space as... Janelle Monae and Janelle Monae is on the the list uh my list of celebrities that if I if I was in the same space as them um I would just immediately start like sobbing and trying to lick the sweat off the back of their knee like you know it's Janelle Monae Beyonce um and and a few more people but yeah yeah that that was basically like I couldn't sit down like I'm like she's she's right there so it was like like pacing oddly by the door I don't know she probably didn't come in because she was like who's that weirdo by the door walking back and forth (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan from Property Brothers was talking to me and I'm like "Uh, it's so good to talk to you but did you know Janelle Monae is here (laughs) can you introduce me to Janelle Monae I'll tell I'll tell you about the whole connection, how it all happened um, when we're finished, because y'all got to pay for the real team. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine if I was like Robin and just like, maybe I'll Patreon, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's the last headline we're going to get into. Are you up at all on the Potomac Candace alleged cheating scandal? 
vaguely um i'm i'm very much on on the outskirts of of the the housewives area um like I, i'll i'll get like bits and pieces uh but i'm not i know of it i know of it you're not a, you're not immersed and that's cool let me let me break it down for you so this person comes forward she comes forward to tasha k tasha k gives us the tweet looky looky what do i have here Somebody says they're messing with Candace's husband. She does a live with her on Instagram, wherein the alleged mistress is like intoxicated, which that doesn't mean that you're not telling the truth. It just doesn't look good when you're coming forward. Right. She does then a live on Tasha K's paid platform. We get a few receipts, okay? She is from New Jersey. She says that she got pregnant by Chris, had an abortion 12 weeks ago, and the paperwork that was provided was from Oklahoma. Now, the first issue is Oklahoma doesn't do abortions anymore. So, hmm. And then the second issue is that the document looked, people said it looked like it was found on Google, right? She proceeds to then go back to her own Instagram page over the weekend and do Instagram lives, wherein the stories change a little bit, things don't add up. Cool, okay? She does a few of those over the weekend. She's on there with Bravalita. Bravalita's trying to get her story. She won't share receipts. Now, she says she's not doing this for clout, but she also says she won't share receipts because we, the people, don't deserve them, um, and that she would share them for $500,000. She also alleges that Andy and Bravo reached out to her, but she wasn't doing this for clout, so she told them, no, thank you. Giorgio from Giorgio Says then does his little bit of snooping. And you're like, wait a minute. This man has easily identifiable tattoos. If you was laying in the bed with this man, let's confirm some tattoos. Let's, you, you trying to show genitalia and stuff. We don't care about that. Show me some tattoos. Um, those things couldn't be provided. So it's looking a little bit like a clout chase. Um, But what's interesting to me is why does Bravo seem to keep ending up in spaces where we're in these marriage scandals, right? Like I know the people might do something inside of their relationship, but we keep, like, why did Andy reach, if he reached out to her, why? Like for for what? Like, why do we need to see that? As, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, we brought on the girl that was sleeping with your man. Like, what is this, Jerry Springer? <laughs> no, exactly. It, it 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 gives it gives very that. And you know, if if you are someone who has slept with a celebrity, a, a reality star, an athlete, whatever, and you have conceived a child you say that they have paid for this abortion you know taking it back to politics uh the the young lady who said that herschel walker paid for her abortion she showed up with Mm -hmm. a get well card a copy of the front and back of a check you know don't sit there and say the, the people don't deserve the receipts when you're the one alleging this infidelity like you need to open with you know this is this is the receipt from where he paid for it and this is Mm -hmm. you know something other than your word and i think that people don't understand that even like when it's not clout like on the tiktok of it all right people come they'll share a story because they're emotional they're hurt and then people start asking in the comments, okay, well, do you have proof of this? They're trying to verify the story, put it together. You told me two plus two is four, but I don't see how you got there. And then they're like, oh, we don't owe you that. We, girl, we don't know you. Trust you. Take your word for it. <laughs> Why would we do that? Like, Yeah. And to, to, to bring it back to TikTok, there was, you know, the, the Womblands scandal a few years ago that... Oh, she was like oh all this happened but you know he's got a live from three years ago saying that he had a vasectomy so so whoops. which one is it what's, yeah. what's going on babe <laughs> 
child, the people, they they going to be crazy as long as them cameras film every time. Um, Before yep. we let you go, we have to get into naked hours and bear Uh-oh. it all. So for naked hours, the question never changes. What is one lesson that you had to learn the hard way? Did you learn it? And do you feel like you're better because you learned the lesson? Um. There, there, there's actually two, and one of them I am, I am still learning to kind of wrap my head around, um, and it's that, you know, once, once you start delivering content to people, be it, you know, you with, with the housewives and the reality TV, or me with um, the headlines, you become a member of the press, whether, whether you want to or not. Um, so, so that is, that is one that I, I still, um, I still try to, that I, I reckon with a lot. Um, but the, the other is that, um, you can't take the nose personally. Like everything has mm-hmm. its time. You cannot fight destiny. And, you know, it's, it may, if, if they tell you no, it, it may not be your time. So, you know, and, and that's, that's in all things, um, jobs, interviews, you know, dating people don't take it personally. It's just not your time for that adventure. Yeah. And that's, that was, that was a hard one for, for me to learn. Um, because I, in, in doing podcasts and interviewing people, I have, I have been turned down by, a lot of people that I admire and respect and, and it's tough. It sucks every time. But if, if you just remind yourself that, you know, it's, it's not your time for that. And somebody, somebody told me once, um, that, you know, because I was getting a lot of, well, they can't do this interview right now. And I was taking that mm-hmm. as a, okay, well, well, that's, a, that's a flat out no. And they said, no, no. No, no, right now. Not right now. So, you know, she said, if if the if the two words right now appear anywhere in that email, you keep emailing them until they flat out mm-hmm. tell you no. You circle back, babes. You yeah. circle back. That's funny though that you said that because podcasting was the thing that made me realize it's just enough. Like I, oh, I'm gonna like I hate the word no like don't tell me no like just i rather you just ignore me like don't tell me no like what why would you tell me no it's a joke that i make all the time like (laughs) no to that word um and then when i started podcasting and reaching out to guests i really had to accept the fact that like the worst that they can tell me is no yes you know what i mean And, and and my life will still go on so I don't mind the nose. I do, however, mind the passive aggressive. Your analytics aren't high enough. I don't like that. You could say no. <laughs> don't keep there, your watch. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a publicist for for a certain celebrity, and I will tell you who it was uh, after after we're done recording. Um, and this is the most harsh response I have ever gotten. And I was told that such and such celebrity just doesn't have any interest in doing your show. And your was italicized. <laughs> and I was like, what? You just read me for filth in my own fucking email box. The hell? Like I was hurt for like 15 minutes and I was like, no, you should have been. And I still sucked it up and, you know, replied, thank you for your time and getting back to me so quickly. I've gotten two that have made me be like, <laughs> gathered me. Um, one time I literally had a publicist like basically say, aw. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's like, cute. It's a new podcast, so I can provide you with, like, my content analytics, but the show itself does not have analytics. And they were like, oh, well, still email me what you have. And I was like. No, I'm good. Thank you, though. Okay. Okay. 
And then I had a publicist tell me, um, circle back when you get your numbers up. That's a direct hey. quote. <laughs> hey. And if, if, he, if you don't want me at my low analytics, I will not be back at my high. <laughs> I think the awe really sent me because I was stuck between bitch and like damn she really G for that because she said it out loud. Right, right. Like that's some G ass shit to really be on the phone and say, aw. (laughs) (laughs) You're a thug and I'm scared so I respect you. (laughs) No interest in your podcast. You should have pulled up to the address at the bottom. And like, right. <laughs> what you say? Yeah. Um, if you hear the shaking, y'all know what it means. It's time for Bear It All. And in case you did not know, Bear It All just got some new questions, child. Uh-oh. You know, who to- you know who told me my questions weren't spicy enough. I was trying to be like a good, wholesome individual. I'm like, we're all connected. See, we have the same problems. Amanda Valentine from Project <laughs> Runway. <laughs> I love her. I her episode comes out today. Honestly, one of the best human beings. Like, ugh, I love her so much. Um, but yeah, she was like, "Girl, no, you're L." She was like, "Get them questions spicier." Like, what you doing? I said, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> Anything, <right>. you say? <laughs> Anything you say. Anything you say. Be like, is this spicy enough? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we just that question. I think I'm going to start taking them out. And then once the cup is empty, then I'll refill them. And we'll have even more good questions. Um, I don't like any of these questions for you. You answered that one. <laughs> what did you want to be as a kid? <laughs> um, Amanda, are you sure? Oh, this one is good for you with your new book coming out very, very soon. And you have to tell us where we can purchase and support uh, do you have a favorite author or book? Um, I know I told my... you questions were spicier. <laughs> like I'm, no, I'm this sorry. is this is good. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is always a a favorite thing for me to talk about. Um, my favorite author is actually uh, Carrie Fisher. Okay. Um, she, you know, most people know her Star Wars actress, screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, she she put out several several books um, where she talked very very frankly about her struggles with mental illness. Um, she was mm-hmm. she was bipolar. Um, yeah. And you know that reading reading her books. It, really let me know that it was okay to um to embrace you know yes i am i am batshit crazy and that's okay and And you're gonna fucking like it (laughs) (laughs) and but but i she she has a book called uh wishful drinking which is is a fantastic book that i think everybody should read it is it is one that i read at least twice a year Hmm. I love, I love that, right? Because then we know she's no longer here. If you didn't, I'm sorry to break that to you. Um, (laughs) I I love when, when people get, they pick up the art that you're putting down, right? And like you said, a lot of people know her as in these veins, but they might not know of her in that vein. And it's like, if that art connects with just one person, then it did its job. Every single exactly. thing, every single moment, every single art that is that is given to the world isn't literally meant for the masses. Sometimes you're a vessel and it needs one person or 10 people. And if it finds its way there, then it did its job. Exactly. And I, I love that she gets, she gets to have that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Carrie Fisher girl and I'm not a Star Wars girl. I fell in love with Carrie Fisher because <laughs> 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 No. 
<laughs> Actually, I'm not going to tell that story. Sorry for the lead in. Um, guys, it is absolutely free to be a good person. So do that. Speaking of being a good person, you can get Greg Howard Jr.'s book. Uh, the, the, the new book is entitled Not So Self-Evident. It is the sequel to um, a book I released last year called um, Life, Liberty, and Something Like Happiness. Uh, and it will be out on the 28th of October um, at Amazon or wherever you you can get like actual physical copies of the book at Amazon, but it will be available where at your favorite digital book retailer. Mm, come on, digital book retailer. It's one big yeah. thing, big thing. Um, tell the people where they can do on the socials. Uh, you can find me on uh, social media for all of my like business type stuff. If you just, if you search Your Life the Mixtape, uh, I will... You will you will see my face. Um, you can find me there, or if you want to find me on my personal Twitter, where I say just about anything that comes to mind, I am at that podcast guy one. Woo! Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. Of course, this has been Thank fun. You. I had a good time. Um, Shippers, yeah. I hope you guys had a good time. Um, if you don't, don't tell us about it in the comments, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are 96 followers strong on Spotify. You guys know we are on the road to 1,000 so that we can let Spotify monetize the podcast, and then I don't have to sell you guys merch. So um, help me pimp them. If you like this, follow it. Send it to somebody else. Tell them to follow it. Until then, uh, again, be a good person because it's free and it's nice.